Front Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by GuillotineLeagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Charchian and Brian Johnson. Welcome to Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I'm Paul Charchian. My co-host is Brian Johnson, as always. Hi, Brian. Hey, Charge. We are we're done creating new guillotine leagues. It's it's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. I know people. Some people are upset. There are a few people that were like they still wanted to get in. I just think we got to a point where not as many people were doing it anymore, and it's we only had like three weeks of waiver wire left. Yeah. So it just we yeah. just got to a point where I don't think it made sense. So. It would have been seven teams if we started leagues this right. week, and that's just. It's not the same. Eight seems like the right number. I think so. Uh, really, a heartfelt thanks to everybody who played on our platform, guillotineleaks.com. You took a risk on a first-year product, and I am delighted with the number of people who tried it and the enthusiastic response to guillotine, guillotine leagues. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of kind words out there, and we will uh, only strive to get better in the Correct. future for sure. Absolutely. Now, the waiver wire is the magic of the Guillotine League. I say at the beginning of each one of these because it really is, and that's what we do here every Tuesday, give you guidance about how to strategize your bidding on the waiver wire. Um, and um, device, advice today is going to be in the same kind of three three blocks that we do, uh, some broad advice that applies to everybody. Then we'll talk about the 10 most chopped players because odds are one or two of these guys got chopped in your league. We'll give you advice, and these are big-name players by and large. Like we'll they give are advice. every week. It, it, they, <laughs> this time of year, they really are every week. Wait to hear who number one and two are. And um, and then uh, lastly, the regular sort of free agents that pop up on a week-to-week basis. Like we'll talk about Jameis Winston, who pops up this week as somebody you could consider picking up. So that's what's, uh, that's what's coming up on the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you would, please. All right, let's dive in. It's... Uh, I, I should probably use this opportunity to remind people transactions end. All transactions end after week 13. Yeah, regardless of when your league started, if you're doing last man standing or final four, yep. you get a lot of questions. It's any league, all leagues, yep. week 13. Ever, all transactions lock. Well, you, yeah, well, you can make them in week 13. Yes, little, at the end of yes. week 13. So, yes, after week 13. The Thursday... Of week 13 is the last blind bidding period, and then there's first come, first serve. But, yeah, once week 13 is over, it's over. It's over. So, so a reminder, ready. the key things that you need to know about that are, I mean, in addition to the fact you can't make moves, you really want to make sure you're too deep at quarterback and tight end because you don't want, if your starter goes down, you need to have a backup ready to go. Oh, yeah. So make sure you've got those spots in place over the next three weeks. Now, that, that leads into just some high-level strategy. I was thinking of, like, in standard leagues right now, if you got a solid team, mm-hmm. you're looking ahead to your week 14, week 15. Yeah. Like stashing some guys with nice matchups. But I don't know if you do that so much in a guillotine league. And you just got to win week to week. Gu- yeah. It's, it, there's no guarantee you'll be there. I don't there. think you can look that far ahead. Not quite yet. At I least think not it's at hard. this point. Not, no. not this week. Not yet. I don't think we're there yet where you start doing that yet. And nope. you're right. In a traditional league, if, you know, if you're sitting at Nine wins right now. Yeah. You're going to yeah. the playoffs. You're, playing. You're only caring about weeks 14, 15, 16. Not in a guillotine league. We just need to keep surviving, yep. baby. Um, so if you are um, if you are in a newer guillotine league, if your guillotine league was formed in week five or week six or week seven, you'll need to bid more money than the dollars we're talking about. So just as a reminder for that, we'll get into some specific dollar uh, advice in a little bit. And I, we're at a stage now where your team should be pretty good and you may only have a couple of holes on that team, 
And most of the bye weeks are over. We only have six teams left on bye, including this week. Yep. So um, at this point, you should be really strategizing about when you're going to push your remaining chips in on to fill those last few holes on your team. Now, am I correct that there are no buys in week 12? There's none in week 12, but then there are two 13, in week 13. Weird. So I was going to mention uh, that coming up next. Carolina and Tampa have these sneaky week 13 buys. There's none in week 12, and you'll get a false sense of security. So be careful about Carolina and Tampa players. Noted. And we'll um, we'll actually touch on uh, some of them in a, in a little bit here. As always, um, the amount that you bid should be relative to how much a player can help you. So just be thinking about how much of an improvement is this guy, that I this new guy over the old guy he'd replace. If the, the improvement's always slight, don't, only slight, don't bid a lot of money, even now, with uh, just a few weeks left. Uh, and I'm not, bidding, I'm not bidding big money on anybody who can't start every game the rest of the way, period, end of story. There's just not enough teams left. I'm not putting big money on any of those players yet. Sorry, Christian McCaffrey. Yep, but we're going to talk about him because he is, I'll tell you right now, <laughs> he's one of the top 10 players, yeah. most cut players. So let's get into it. I'm bundling together the number one and number two chopped players this week. Ooh, a bundle. It's a bundle. It's a two-for-one. It's a BOGO on Seattle's Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, the top chopped players. Yeah. It was the first dud of the year for Russell Wilson, and then DK Metcalf came up way, way short on his battle with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey needs a nickname. Why does why has he not been nicknamed yet on fantasy yeah, football? We'll have to come up I, with I will have one by right, Friday. Good. I might have one in the next five minutes. I've had some inappropriate ideas. I'm not going to share those yeah, don't yet. Do but, that. Uh, but right. yeah, Ramsey shut down Metcalf and just be warned moving forward. You might want to. You're going to want to bench your stud receiver if they're going up against the Rams because Rams are good. That's yeah, a good it, defense. Ramsey is. He had a little bit of a lull last year when he got traded from Jack. You know, he, his life was in flux basically but he's like Revis Island like I don't remember a corner shutting people down like this since Darrell Revis I mean there have been he's some good. great ones yeah. Joe Hayden yeah. Sir Davis White's very good who Metcalf had to deal with last week yeah. so yeah and Metcalf that's actually out of the past. Metcalf actually <laughs> struggled against White and when he Metcalf did. made his numbers it was after White left yeah. the game for a while or when they ran him out of the slot to avoid uh Tredavious White anyway so let's talk about DK Metcalf Schedule is Arizona this week. That's positive. Philadelphia the next week. I think that leans positive, especially if he can get on Ronald Darby, who he's like double the size of. Giants after that, he'll get Bradbury. That's a little trickier. And then the Jets, that's obviously positive. I think that's three out of four next games are positive for DK Metcalf. I'm saying all in. Yeah, if, he's... If your team, it just, if you need a receiver, you're set, you're mostly set everywhere else. Let's just go all in. Yeah, he's still outside of Hopkins and Devontae Adams. He's the most valuable wide receiver in fantasy football. And Tredavious White in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey in the rearview mirror. Yes. They play twice now. He might have to deal with Rams. We don't want, we're not worried about that far in the future. The next four the weeks next four, we know we'll he doesn't have Jalen Ramsey. So That's right. I'm right there with you. And uh, at this point in the year, obviously there's different amounts of uh, fab left, but it's – 60 70 percent of your budget if not all like you said all yeah. in it's a 300 hundred dollar minimum on metcalf dk metcalf's not coming up again no that's why not. that's why and that's pivotal to an all-in 
and for me to rec- recommend it all in is, is this guy going to come back up? Am I going to have another shot at DK Metcalf? Well, we just laid out the next four games, and probably not, unless James Bradbury shuts him down. I don't think I don't think DK Metcalf's coming back up again, and he's a championship caliber player. Yep. So if you are, if you're reasonably set at your other positions, I'd go all in. Yeah, the Seahawks now, aren't going to stop throwing anytime soon. Yes, and they're double, not going to. We double check the Seattle uh, schedule and see if we have sure. another game with the Rams. Okay. Then let's talk Russell Wilson while you're looking that up. He's this this last week was his one bad game of the year. Uh, he's in most leagues he's never been available on the waiver wire because he was powering his owners to safety every week. But he's a quarterback, and Brian, we just there's just there's only seven teams left at this point, and there's about fourteen good quarterbacks. So you don't have to as much as I like Russell Wilson. This is not an all in situation because he's a quarterback. No, I think I'm with you. I'm I am recommending a seventy-five dollar bid on Russell Wilson. Real quick, uh, Rams <laughs> uh, will face the Seahawks in Week Sixteen. Week Sixteen. So everyone in fantasy football, be right. warned okay. if you are rostering DK Metcalf. Yeah, do not bank on DK in Week, week 16. Sixteen. But at that point, you're one of the last two teams standing. Right. So you only have to be better than one other team in Week 16. Yeah, your roster is going to be so rich at that point. You're, you're not starting not DK Metcalf. But uh, well. back, back to Wilson. This is a quick reality football stat. I thought it was fascinating. Wilson has uh, ten interceptions, I believe, in nine games this year. It's a lot for him. Aaron Rodgers has nine in his last 41 regular season yeah, games. That's nuts. And there's only my minimal effects on interceptions but from a fantasy perspective yeah like you said don't bid big on a quarterback 75 a hundo that's mm-hmm. right where i'm at with with wilson okay. all right let's go to the third most chop player so uh metcalf and wilson were one and two the third most chop player was tennessee wide receiver aj brown coming off his first bad full game of the season shouldn't have been yeah, he, he had the drop <laughs> touchdown. He had the drop probable sideline touchdown. He dropped it twice too. Yeah, he did. He juggled. That's a great point. Uh, I had, I have I have AJ Brown in so many leagues, and you should not have the same player in a lot of leagues. But as teams have consolidated, you know, I loved him going into the season, so I had him on several. Then as you know, as guys get chopped, I I kept adding guys, and I've got oh man, I survived all of them. That's amazing. Anyway, enough about me. The schedule for AJ Brown is where it gets really tricky. Listen to this at Baltimore. Next week, not good. Then, at Indianapolis, the same team that just shut him down to one catch last week. He's got Indy again. Then he's got Cleveland. That's a matchup with Denzel Ward for a lot of that game. And then it gets easier with Jacksonville and Detroit five weeks from now. That is a tricky stretch of games for A.J. Brown, a player I love who's been super consistent. But all bets are off against Baltimore and Indy. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the players and just throw the schedule out the window, say between Metcalf and A.J. Brown, Mm -hmm. it's almost like put them in the same bid group, and I would only put Brown $25, $50 less than Metcalf. He's that good, right? Well, but we're we're not for the schedule, yes. But not for the schedule. schedule. This is almost like I'll throw 50 on A.J. and get him and not start him, but yeah, just wait a week or two. That's exactly my numbers, 50 on A.J. Brown. 
Because he's going to yeah, dud in one of these two. He probably does dud yeah. in one of these two. If not both. Um, and he's he's a great receiver. And that Tennessee uh, team is tired. They're, don't they're, they look tired? Well, they were forced into – well. Oh, it, big deal. Early bye, boo-hoo. Well, it wasn't – they weren't forced I don't into see, it. I don't they had some players that were not about uh, that. following protocol and were forced into being forced into a bye. But, yeah, they, they look tired. Let's go to our fifth most chop – sorry, fourth most chop player. A familiar name, Christian McCaffrey. Increasingly, it doesn't look like he's going to play until after the week 13 bye, Brian. So he's, we already know he's going to miss this week's game against Detroit. And then it's Minnesota and a bye. I don't think he plays the Minnesota game. No. Then it's the bye week. And again, it's a lost season two, essentially, for Carolina. They're not making the playoffs. No, There's no need point, to like, at this point, they're not McCaffrey making the playoffs. The so that does open up the window that he, they don't just shut him down for the rest of the year. And that, so I mean, I, I, you have to you have to contemplate that as a possibility. If the, if he's not going to play through week thirteen, then he comes back 14, 15, 16, 17. You know, you would think that a month of work would be enough, and that you know they're paying him good money, and they want him to play, but there's a tiny window there that says he does not go. Yeah, uh, for the rest of the year, and they just shut him down. Well, we, we talked earlier about th- this is like in a standard league. You look at your team, and you're like, oh, I can get a. You'd have to trade for McCaffrey in a standard league, but you can look ahead and say, I would love to have McCaffrey on my team in week 14, week 15. Yeah, that's you cannot do that here. No, you can't. <laughs> so you can't do that here. Because this is another $50 bid just on a, 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 you know, you got a spot to burn, but you can't bank on McCaffrey being there in week 14 because you can't bank on yourself being there in week 14. So. It's hard. I'd go, I've got 100 as my bid. I don't have a problem with your $50 bid, uh, but we're both, you know, compared to, it's Christian McCaffrey, and people have were bidding in the 500s and 400s and 300s, and this thing has slowly kind of moved down throughout the season. Then, as he keeps showing up, then I think it's moved up recently as he got closer to health. And we're going to see him again. And, <laughs> and, and that's the danger is if you throw much money on Christian McCaffrey, are you just going to be the next guy who gets chopped? Now, at this point, your roster is pretty good. You don't need Christian McCaffrey to advance because you've been advancing. Here we are week 11. So the uh, the idea is uh, $100 to me is my high end, and you're going to sit on him for three weeks. He probably comes back to face Denver, uh, then Green Bay, then Washington. Yeah, right okay. with you. 100 must have 50, just throw it out there, see what happens. Yeah, I don't think you'll get him for 50. Probably not, but, that's but it's all right. worth it. Uh, Pittsburgh running back James Conner was the fifth most cut player. Uh, nice matchup this week at Jacksonville, but then he goes Baltimore-Washington. That is a, that's two tough games. Then he's at Buffalo, which is a favorable matchup. What do you think about James Conner? Improbably healthy to this point. Yeah, well, it was a pretty plus matchup against the Bengals last week. He played in 94% of the snaps and essentially did nothing. Yeah, how about and that? I remember on FFW, I, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but it was four of his last 23 games, he's hit 16 carries yeah. in only four of his last That's 23. That's the worry, right? This is just not a guy you want in your starting lineup in a guillotine league moving forward. Now, I don't mind the depth having him there, but he, you, even in startable this week, for sure, Jacksonville, said they don't need week. to pass. They, well, well, Aaron Jones was startable against Jacksonville last well, week, right? Yeah. It, well, but, that was a monsoon. That's true. It doesn't count. Uh, but, uh, but all right. Connor, so what are you putting on Connor? 50. 75. All right. Okay. Next, the sixth most chopped player, and I think we've talked about him in two-thirds of our shows, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Breeze, uh, Drew Brees is going to be out for a while, so now it's Jameis Winston who adds a wild card into the mix for Michael Thomas. But 
for Thomas, it's like nowhere to go but up. Yeah. I mean, I prefer Winston over Breeze at this if point. Come to this, right? I mean, I almost do prefer Winston to find out what happens. Um, now, we don't know which version of Winston we're going to get. Are we going to get last year's YOLO Winston, heaving you know, jump balls downfield, or are we going to get the version of Winston we saw in the second half last year where it was all dink and dunk? He was executing a Drew Brees offense. Yeah. Again, he was a buck last year. They have a good defense this year. Did not have a good defense last year. They were chasing points a lot. The Saints do have a decent. Seemingly, they're really, seemingly de- decent. Seemingly decent, correct. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're really wanting Jameis to be a game manager, one would think, especially the way Alvin Kamara is running the ball. Well, that's what they that, asked Teddy to do, right? They asked Teddy to be a game manager last year when he filled in for Breeze, and they went 5-0. and I think that's what they're going to do here with Jameis. I think, it's gonna, I think they're also going to just ask their quarterback to not give away the game, run Alvin Kamara, play good defense, and go win games. What was the schedule again? Well, Saints. let me tell you about the schedule Please for the do. Saints. Atlanta, okay, favorable. Like Denver, and their battered defense, oh, yeah, favorable. Atlanta, hmm. favorable. Then Philadelphia. So the next three weeks are very positive for Michael Thomas. I've got an $80 bid on him. Yeah, and then week 15 uh, at home against Kansas City. Shootout potential, of course. Yeah, although that's a good secondary. And then and then at home against uh, the Vikings. Not a great secondary So no. in week 16. so Mostly predominantly favorable matchups for Michael Thomas. I, I think eighty dollars feels about right, and you might even you might get him at eighty at this point. You might, and you know, I I would just reach a little higher too, because why not? He's not cooked. He's <laughs> he's only two not, no. two weeks back from injury, and the schedule is favorable, and the ceiling is through the roof. I I, I would even bump it up ensure to ensure I get him at one hundred, one twenty, something okay. like that. Why not? And you well, don't. And why, again, well, yeah, why not? I can uh, give you ten weeks of of why well, not. Yeah. Well, he was hurt for the most part. Come on, <laughs> he's not hurt now. But uh, but yeah, get him now and see how things go. But pff, one big game and everyone's going to be right back on the Michael Thomas bandwagon. Michael like, Thomas goes ten catches yeah. for one hundred ten yards and yes. a touchdown. Everybody's going to be right back yep. to him being elite receiver. The Dauber has never been more down on Michael Thomas, yeah, so I, w- I would jump on it. All right, next, Travis Kelsey. This is your one shot at Travis Kelsey, all in, all folks. In. It's, it he was is. on a bye. That's what he was on by. So right. wasn't in. even coming off a bad game. He was on by. Now he's passed his bye. Um, interestingly, the next four opponents are on the top half defenses against tight ends by fantasy points and yards allowed. But I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's None Travis of them Kelsey. play Travis Kelsey. Right. He blows. He blows that up both ways. It's just like, yeah. well, they, they they allow this many touchdowns, but they play Travis Kelsey. So keep. But yeah. So so out of the seven in. teams left, about three of them are set at tight end, and the other four are hoping they don't get a zero. Yeah. They're they're bracing for two catches for twenty yards out of whoever they're starting at tight end. Travis Kelsey is a epic difference maker, and we go all in. Even if you have Darren Waller, right? Because he's like the one guy you can. Trust outside safe. of Kelsey. Yeah, that's it. Block the league. Get You can start them both. They're you both flex-worthy. Yeah. And when it comes to Kelsey, if we take out running backs out of the equation, like say we're just doing a draft, it's like Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey. Well, Those even, are the top three reliable. Like, heck, even with running backs, there's only about three good running right, backs right. in this, this league right now. And, of course, the differentiator for Kelsey over the other tight ends is massive. So, By the way, we're going to be we're gonna be generous to uh, – to, uh, Matt Harrison this offseason and not talk about the Gainesville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. More next. like Painesville. 
The population. Uh, the eighth most cut player, Travis Fulgham, yeah. got lost in the shuffle last week when they brought in Rager and Jeffrey and then Dick Rod, your guy, Richard Rogers. The upcoming schedule is the only the only highlight here for the upcoming schedule is Seattle in two weeks for Fulgham. Otherwise, I don't think you'd start him. No. So the scenario, the one little scenario for where I would bid on Travis Fulgham, and it's a small one, is two weeks from now is that final bye week. If you have Panthers and or uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. So you mm-hmm. got like Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown or DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson. Or DK Metcalf. Because <laughs> his <laughs> week, well, that's looking too far ahead to week 16. Uh, but, uh, so I'm just talking week, uh, just right, two weeks from now, uh, you could start Fulgham against yeah. Seattle. That's the only scenario. I like that. All and, right, so that's like a $2 bid. Yeah, and Fulgham proved he could be the guy. He's yeah, legit. For sure. He's a but good But now player. there's just too many, too many targets to be spread around with Goddard back and yep. Ertz might make his return. Yeah, they. Yeah, he. I think they so, took him off IR. I think. Yeah, it's just uh, not not a guaranteed enough target share, but he is a good player. The ninth most chopped player is Cincinnati wide receiver Tyler Boyd. Ooh, Upcoming schedule: tricky matchup this week against Washington. Then he gets the Giants, I and mean, because he runs out of the slot, he won't see James Bradbury, so he's probably okay there. Then he gets Miami, and he'll avoid their two good outside cornerbacks because he runs from the slot. He'll get Nick Needham. And then he gets Dallas. That's a very favorable matchup. Jordan Lewis, I think, is their slot cornerback. So there's some things to like about Tyler Boyd. Needless to say, Joe Burrow's playing very well. I think there's money to be had here. You've been a Tyler Boyd guy for a lot of years. What do you think of? What do you think's the right amount to bid on Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I mean, against Pittsburgh in bad weather, six catches, 41 yards. That, that's I, good. I'm almost shocked he's on this list because that's not mm-hmm. a, like a, a total dud. Uh, it was on his birthday, by the way, too. He should have scored. But, no, Boyd is arguably one of the safest PPR floor guys out there. And yeah. I'm not – he's basically matchup proof as well. I was starting him in leagues with confidence, most confidence against the Steelers last week, and he came through. So he's a guy that I would envision being in the starting lineups for whoever was rostering him Every week moving forward, and I'd All be right. happy to have him on my team. So I would, how much you bidding? I would bid more than A.J. Brown this week on uh, wow. Tyler okay. Boyd. Uh, I, would, I would go 100 on Tyler Boyd. Burrow, wow. Burrow okay. throws the ball 43 times a game. Yeah. T. Higgins is certainly coming on strong. <laughs> no kidding. But A.J. Green is fading fast. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Boyd. I think there's a 20, 30-point ceiling most weeks with a very safe 10-point floor. So, yeah, I'm like uh, one, I'm gonna say 120 on Boyd. I don't think you have to bid anywhere near that much to get Tyler Boyd. I think, think even if he's worth that much, I think you could bid half that. You could bid 50 and 60 to get Tyler Boyd, and you'll get him. You might. At this stage of the season. Play it safe, you know, put it in the middle. League. Still think it's too much for me, for my taste, on Tyler Boyd. Okay, but he is, he, he is borderline worth the 100, 120, though. Well, with his schedule, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean he's startable the next month of games. Jonathan, well, although next week is tricky, Washington. Next, uh, the 10th the and final guy that we'll talk about among the most chopped. It's And this one's fascinating. Jonathan Taylor, the Indianapolis running back. Now, oh, I know he has been a total disaster the past three, four weeks, but listen to the schedule. Green Bay, very favorable. Tennessee, very favorable. Houston, very favorable. I mean, unless you're convinced that he is, Jonathan Taylor is just absolutely on the outside looking in of that three-man rotation. He could be startable these next three weeks. I was thinking, watching the Colts the other day, if Marlon Mack had stayed healthy, 
You'd yeah, be like, why would... running yeah, right. back five right now? <laughs> Probably. Maybe. Or they, or he would have just put four guys into right. the mix. If you need a running back to stay alive this week, Jonathan Taylor is not your guy. Your guy. Yeah. Well, that, see, that is think... the danger, right? So that's the danger is in a guillotine format, he's got like eight carries for 22 yards in him because that's about what he did last week. That's the danger is if he does that, then you know, that's how you get yeah. chopped. So what, I should rephrase. What I'm saying is if you are fine having Jonathan Taylor on your bench, if you will acquire yeah. Jonathan Taylor and you do not need him, then get Jonathan Taylor. He certainly hasn't hit the wall because he hasn't seen enough touches oh, no. to hit the wall. No. And on the schedule uh, you just said, that's pretty Green pretty, Bay, pretty Tennessee, favorable. Houston. And by the way, Las Vegas after that, which is pretty easy as well. So not as easy. You don't want to plan for the future too much. We've mentioned that a few times. But if you don't need Taylor, he's still a guy I would like to acquire with that schedule moving forward and just see what happens because yeah, – Because he's – and he won't cost you much. No. Nobody's, nobody wants no. to touch – he's plutonium right now. No. Naheem Hines might go for more money. No, Hines Jonathan probably will go for more. <laughs> so, yeah. He probably will. So, I would throw 20. Yep. 20 to 30 on Taylor. And 20, 25. That's it. See what happens. Yep. And just see how this thing shakes out. Yep. It, the schedule's favorable enough. All right, let's transition to our third and uh, segment This of is absolutely show. random, by the way. I don't know why I even looked at it when we were talking about Tyler Boyd. He – he was basically born in Pittsburgh. I missed the double birthday homecoming game. Wow. And he still didn't come through. So science failed us that one time. Well, but the weather intervened. That's in true. In a pretty big way. Science came in and undid science. Hmm. Okay. Now, sort of the standard waiver wire guys that are going to be available that have emerged. Let's talk about Jameis Winston. Gotta. Um, Jameis Winston, again, the favorable schedule, Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta. Now, as I said earlier, I believe they're going to ask him to do more game management than throwing the, you know, the, the, the crazy downfield passes that he did with Bruce Arians in Tampa. So I, I, and at this point in most guillotine leagues, you don't need a quarterback. And he, Drew Brees only figures to miss, it sounds like, we think like two-ish games. We don't know yet. So I don't know that there's really a spot for Winston unless you think you're going to start him against Atlanta and Denver the next couple of weeks. Yeah, there are a fair amount of teams on bye this week. I don't Mm -hmm. think any huge quarterback names. Well, let me tell you, it is uh, Buffalo, so that's a big quarterback name. name. No Nick Foles. Oh, no. No Daniel Jones. No Nick Mullins. Okay. So if you need if you need Jameis Winston as a as a plug in for this week, and you can do that, then I think you need to bid in the five to ten dollar range. You can go get him. Yeah, I think there is certainly a very high ceiling for Winston in this matchup. Atlanta can there score is. points, and if Atlanta yeah. puts up points, New Orleans is going to have to keep pace. And Winston is no stranger to the Falcons either. No, having played for the Bucks, so here That's here right. is passing touchdown totals. I don't even know how many games this is, but his most recent. This is against with Atlanta? The, against Atlanta, as mm-hmm. a buck, of course. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four, four, three, three, four. Touchdowns? Touchdown passes. Dang. That's Jameis Winston against Atlanta. Wow. Again, a different team, but there right. is... It, everything's if, different except Winston, but yes. If you're looking at your team and it's like, you don't see a lot of ceiling players there, and you're like, I need a ceiling player, and you're not... Mm-hmm. Benching Mahomes, of course, for Winston, but if it's you've got a spotty quarterback, I don't know who that would be at this point. We'll grab Winston for five bucks. All right. Next, go to the running backs. I don't think there's any other quarterbacks worth mentioning no. uh, that are going to be free agents. Uh, quarterback, although you know, you'll find there's a lot of quarterbacks on your free available in your waiver works, there just aren't that many teams left. Um, 
running backs, Salvan Ahmed. Is yeah. he doing anything for you in Miami? I thought he looked pretty good. Kid he, runs with a head of steam. He does. He did, probably not going to get the goal line carries. That's well, they cut go Jordan, Jordan Howard. Did they cut? They did. Oh, they wow. caught him. So, uh, well, I, I don't know the, the the steam on Miles Gaskin. He's probably. Still I think out he's a still week. a week away. Yeah. Uh, Ahmed can play, and that, and that Dolphins team has a sneaky good defense. No, it it's legit. And uh, to a Viola. Oh, I'm so good at saying it until I have a microphone in front I of know. me. Then I choke. Tungo Vialoa. Tungo Vialoa. Looks legit as well. And uh, who does Miami have this week? Uh, refresh my memory on that. I, I don't recall. But uh, he, they're not on by. I know that. But uh, no, no Ahmed can play. And he's going to see 15 to 20 touches in this game. So he needs to be added. If you're going to start him in, this uh, week, and it really, if you're not going to start Ahmed this week, I probably wouldn't bid on him because I think Gaskin get the job gets the job when he comes back. But Ahmed might have a role as a change of pace back the rest of the year. So I think he does belong on teams, and you just need to find uh, the right bidding amount here, which to me is about fifteen bucks. And they're at Denver, and Denver, at Denver. Denver's defense is gone. Run, well, but their run defense has been pretty good. Uh, Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. Yeah, well, they would, they, they would say otherwise. That was two hundred combined uh, yards and four touchdowns. Denver's, had but some, that really was an anomaly. So they've had still. some key injuries though over the last month on their yeah. defense. Uh, that, that defense is not as scary as it once was. So Ahmed's a uh, twenty dollars. He's he's. Flex worthy 20? for sure. Okay. In guillotine leagues, twenty to thirty. Yeah. Kalen Bellage for the Chargers. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I saw that Justin Jackson went on IR. I think um, at the end of last week, and maybe I'm just misremembering. And that would that would suggest Kalen Bellage is going to start. They're not even using Josh Kelly anymore. Remember week one, we were like, "Oh my God, Josh Kelly's so good. He's going to dagger everybody in this backfield." And then. Austin Eckler goes down, and we're like, Josh Kelly, he's going to get all these carries. It's never materialized. No. And now Kalen Balaj getting the start, the lukewarm at best talent of Kalen Balaj. And, yeah, I don't know. Eckler probably not coming back this week. They got the Jets, no, by the way. No, not this week. And um, the week after that, I think, is the earliest they would get Eckler back. And even then, I don't know how much work they would want to give him on that hamstring. And that's at Buffalo. Not a great matchup, but that doesn't. It's out the window, but yeah, Balage looks to be the guy going up against the Jets, who mm-hmm. are in full-on tank mode. Have yep. been full-on tank mode. He's, a, I, I still would rather have Ahmed because I still Eckler. Hopefully, Eckler comes back week ten, and I just don't trust well, Kalen Balage. Coming up, you I'm, mean sorry, like week I'm sorry, twelve. Yeah, week twelve. Uh, yeah, week after this. Fart. Yeah, but uh, but I would bid one dollar less on Balage over mm-hmm. Ahmed. I mean, so still twenty bucks on right. Balage. I think right. Um, He's a rent-a-player this yeah, week. Yeah, I think least. they're about $20 to rent him, and you start him this week against the Jets. Uh, next player, next running back I want to talk about, and this is probably the last guy who bears mentioning. Devontae Booker's looked really, really good. Um, he was my premature speculation player last week and then promptly went off for two touchdowns yeah. and 80 rushing yards, something like that. I started Philip Lindsay over him in a league. Oh! <laughs> in the Scott Fishbowl, actually. I still won, thankfully, but yeah, he went it. off. In a revenge scenario. That was reve- How did you leave a revenge uh, scenario on your bench? Me, that, that was like the like one you. I was staring at until kickoff, and I was like, like uh, I can't play Devontae Booker. Um, I he's mostly, mostly he's just a handcuff, uh, but it's a handcuff find a player who gets hurt a lot, ran out of steam last year and missed the end of December. And Booker looks like one of the better backup running backs in the NFL. So I think he belongs in a roster. You won't have to bid more than 10 bucks to get him, but I think you should. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the dollar amount, and then you should go get him. He's, he's almost like the second most trustworthy receiver on that team, yeah, too, well, outside yeah, of no Darren kidding. Waller. No I mean, kidding. Yeah, so uh, Booker. 
All right. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody, and thank you for all the support at guillotineleagues.com. We hope you're enjoying playing. The fact that you're listening now suggests you are still alive. Congratulations. You've made it to the final seven every week. It's a bigger and bigger test. You know, it's hard to feel safe when there's so few teams left. Yep. You know, the cushion that was there before, knowing that with all the teams, just odds are it wouldn't be you. Man, there's not much cushion left anymore. The bad team's just getting picked off it's now. And like it's nothing, nothing else left. Yep. in fantasy football, that's for sure. People right. will be losing sleep. Yeah, they should be losing Every sleep. Night. I you know, I when I'm I do. It messes me up on those on those Sunday nights when I'm in when I'm in contention to lose it, I don't sleep well. It's it's tough. I got one team that's had four near death experiences and lived to tell the tale. <laughs> those are tough nights of sleep. I love the near death experience. The near death experience, yes. NDE. Right. Yeah, so the NB the NDE. Uh thanks everybody. We'll talk to you in a week. Bye bye.